I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. So, um, like many of you, I spent the weekend watching football. And, and basically, you had two blowouts, one good game, and a game where Kansas City pretty much handled the Miami Dolphins fairly easily. But the Green Bay upset over Dallas, I, I think that is the big story. And, well, that's one big story. The other big story is the cold, right? It felt like negative 20 degrees with the wind chill in Kansas City at the time of the game. And and I've seen pictures of this. People's beer was literally freezing. And seriously, you know, you get you get the beer in the cup, and it, it's, it was frozen. It's frozen solid. It was a beer popsicle. And now, I, I can't function in those temperatures. I think most people probably can't in negative 20 degrees. Those people who are out there in the uh, in the cold in Kansas City, though, those are a hearty bunch. But no, I... I can't imagine the insane tolerance for the elements it must take to play football or watch football in that kind of temperature. But they did. They did. And they're going to do it again tonight in Buffalo uh, against Pittsburgh, which is uh, going to be very, very cold again. They they canceled the game yesterday. They Well, they didn't cancel. They postponed the game uh, till today because of the weather conditions there in Buffalo. Uh, yesterday. So so again, we will see players and fans deal with dangerous temperatures. In Kansas City, the stadium was a third empty for a playoff game. For a playoff game. Well, would you go if the weather was like that? I I I think I I think it would have to be my team, the Jets, in the AFC Championship game in order for me to brave those kind of temperatures, which will probably never happen. So I don't have to worry too much about that coming to fruition. Uh, There was a third reason why people were talking about the Kansas City-Miami game. And no, it was not because Taylor Swift was there. She was, though. It was due to the fact that the game was not broadcast on cable. It was only available by way of Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service. And you can watch pretty much anything that is on NBC on their streaming app now, including sports, live sports. And these type of apps are changing the way we watch TV. I cut out cable a couple years ago. I now only stream. I get uh, all the TV shows I like on demand. I get sports. I have access to basically any movie that's ever been made, which is very cool, and I get it on demand. I get the streams of CNN and Fox News and MSNBC, and it's getting to the point where more and more Americans, like myself, are abandoning cable. And the truth is that cable will eventually die because the draw of the apps is too convenient. Remember when you got cable, you had to pay uh, for hundreds of channels. Right? Yeah, hundreds of channels that you're never going to watch. If you don't like golf, why should you have to pay for the golf channel? A lot of people were asking that for a long time. But now you get the channels a la carte on the streaming apps. You only pay for what you want. The quality of streaming is better. It's easier to time shift. And yeah, you can get something like TiVo and record stuff for later. But that's still more work than the app where you just search for what it is you want and press play. So the benefits of streaming over cable are obvious. If 
if I want to watch Harry Potter at 3 a.m. on a Wednesday night, I can do that. I think I've probably done that before. The percentage of Americans who have cable is dropping significantly. The number of households that have cable is down to 56% now. That's dropped from about 88% in 2010. So people are cutting the cord. And I think it's great. But but not everyone was thrilled on Sunday. I'm sorry, on Saturday, when the Chiefs-Dolphins game wasn't on cable. It was only on the Peacock streaming service, which you can order easily. But it's going to cost you six bucks a month and more if you forget to cancel your subscription after the game, which I'm sure a lot of people did. They paid for it and, you know, they paid for the month and they immediately canceled the subscription um, after it was over so they don't get recharged. And this got a lot of people mad. My brother was one of them. My brother was very upset about this. He said, I'm not going to watch the game uh, as a protest. But this was the playoffs. And and traditionally, playoff football is available to everyone on network TV. But in this case, the people who didn't have the streaming app would have to pay. And by all accounts, it appears that uh, Peacock's calculation worked. Even though it was a game that most people were used to getting for free, uh, Peacock set a streaming record. 23 million people watched this game. Now... That does include the people in the hometowns of the teams. They got the game free on network TV. They were the only ones, though. But this is the playoff, so a lot of people want to watch, and most of the viewers were streaming. But again, a lot of people were very upset because playoff football is almost a staple of American culture. It's it's almost like church, right? It's a tradition that millions of Americans have and that has been given to us for free on the networks for a long, long time. And there are millions of football fans in this country. It is the most popular sport, and the playoffs is the most watched of any playoffs in sports. The Super Bowl, the championship game, is the most watched event of the year. If you Google, and I did this, the list of the most watched individual TV shows of all time, 23 of 30 of them are Super Bowls. But that the system is going to change, and it's going to change very quickly. Streaming apps are going to take over and cable is going to go out of business because who's going to pay $50 a month for cable when everything is on streaming with all of the advantages of streaming? So what Peacock did, you can be angry about it, but it's going to happen more and more often in the coming years. Big live events will be on and you'll have to stream it. One of the streaming services will buy exclusive rights to the Super Bowl someday. And people will pay the five bucks because you don't want to miss the Super Bowl. And and here's the thing. People don't realize this, but if you cut the cable cord, you're actually paying about the same price as you do for the apps. Because think about football in general. You have Peacock, and this is for the regular season games. You have Peacock, that's $6. Paramount Plus, $6. Prime, $14 a month. And they have the rights to the Thursday night games on Prime. ESPN Plus, that's $11. That's for the Monday night games. If you have Hulu, that's another uh, five bucks. And, that's, and it turns out that's about the same as your monthly cable bill, cable bill. You'll get pretty much all the sports and all of the network TV shows that you're used to if you have those five networks. But... 
unlike cable, you can cancel all of those services once the season is over if all you want to watch is football. So it's not so much a matter of people being locked out of the NFL. Eventually, cable will die. It will all be on streaming, and football fans will be able to get all the playoff games again. It's just the nature of how we get our entertainment that's changing. More and more people are watching movies at home. It's really hurting the movie industry, the movie theater industry. We we have big flat screen TVs and we have great sound systems, which are all relatively cheap now. Why go to the movie theater anymore? First run stuff is usually on your TV as soon as it comes out. Music is streaming too. You now have access to just about every song ever recorded for like 10 bucks a month. For the cost of less than one CD in the 90s, you now have everything at any time. That's a huge change. Uh, there's satellite radio, which I like. There's Alexa. Those are going to change the way we listen to radio. Video games are now digital. They're downloads. You don't have to go out and buy a disc or a cartridge. So again, you immediately have access to just about anything instantaneously. I'm currently making the switch from physical media to game streaming. Although I will say there's something to be said for a nice uh, movie or video game library. I have some of my favorite movies on DVD, you know, Star Wars, Back to the Future, Godfather, Lord of the Rings, Bond. I know I, I know I can get them all on streaming, sometimes at a higher quality, but I like having the physical stuff around. I like showing it off on my bookshelf, <laughs> you know? So, but the, the digital age is here. And it's great. It's fantastic. I, I personally love it. Uh, we could not have imagined the access that we have to the amount of content that is out there. We couldn't imagine this 20 years ago. We certainly couldn't imagine having it all in our pockets on our phone, at least with the with TV and movies and music. Remember the iPod? Remember what a big deal the iPod was where you had to load it up and buy the songs for like a dollar each? And that was less than 10 years ago. So things have changed dramatically. Technology is moving faster than ever. And the entertainment industry is putting out a ton of new content to keep up. And I will say this, and not everybody agrees with me. You know, most people, or maybe not most people, but a lot of people say, well, uh, Hollywood is just making crap now and it's all sequels and it's not as good as it used to be. I disagree with that especially in terms of TV. I would argue that the content is better and more consistently good than ever before. And I, I, have, a, I have a list of at least 20 shows that I want to watch. And I try to limit myself to like three or four at a time. Right now I'm watching The Sopranos on HBO Max, which I've really never seen before, which is shocking to me. Uh, they, they have all the seasons of all their shows on HBO. It's great. I'm watching Reacher on Prime, another good one. Better Call Saul on Netflix. I think I'm on season three with that. Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney and a show called Poker Face on Peacock. And I, I, I don't really binge. I watch like one episode a day. But if I'm really into something, I'll watch maybe two episodes a day. But I know people who will watch an entire series in a weekend. I, I just don't have that attention span. And plus, I play like two video games at a time, and I have to watch the news and read a lot to keep up on current events. But it's it's way easier to do all those things in a day than it was to do them in the old days when you needed physical media and you needed several devices to get the entertainment you wanted. 
You would need a TV, you would need a DVD player, an iPod, a physical copy of the media in question, uh, a, a video game console if you played. Now you can do almost everything from one device if you have a TV. Even working out at home has replaced the gym for a lot of people, like myself, through streaming. That's a huge development. And that could actually lead more people to get healthy. So I find the changes in how we get our entertainment to be one of the most fascinating things about modern society. We are a society that needs to be constantly entertained. Our brains need to be constantly stimulated. Now, we can get this anytime, anywhere, with infinite selection, which is amazing. So look, don't be mad about the Dolphins' chief games, right, the Dolphins' chiefs game. It was inevitable, and it's going to become more common in the future, and I will say this. I hope we get past this thing where you either have to drop $400 to watch out-of-market NFL games on YouTube, uh, TV, or go to a bar in the future. And I think a lot of people have been wishing for this for a long time. In the future, it should be streaming and a pay-per-view kind of deal, or you could just be charged to watch the team you want to watch. And I think the streaming services would make a ton of money if they went down that route. Would be remiss if I didn't mention the Iowa caucuses are tonight. It's going to be freezing up there too, so a lower turnout is expected. But, I mean, Trump is still going to win. The real question is who comes in second, whether it's Haley or DeSantis. Because I will say this needs to become a two-person race as soon as possible, or else Trump just kind of coasts the nomination. I think the only way you'll get to that one-on-one race is if Haley comes in second and DeSantis drops out from coming in third. And we'll discuss the results in Iowa in more detail on Wednesday. For now, I'm Dan Joseph. This is the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Please subscribe and check out my YouTube channel at DanJoseph78. I will see you on Wednesday.